0: Happy Friday. I hope that you have had the most amazing week and I am super glad for you to be tuning in to today's podcast. I always believe and I try to always mention that I don't believe that things just simply happen. If you're tuning into this podcast, there's a reason. We have so many episodes from mental health, self-care, marriage dating, relationships, interacting with friends, losing friends, all the things in between. So it's, I'm grateful that you're here. I hope that one of the episodes that I've given has been some type of resonation for you. We do bring guests on the show. Sometimes we do not. Today is one of those we do not. I also want to preface that today's episode, I'm going to go ahead and give a trigger warning because with it being mother's day weekend, we are going to be talking about moms. Now, are we going to uplift moms? Yes. I am a mom. I love being a mom. There's some challenges with being a mom and all of those things that I will get into. But I also believe that women should have a choice. So if you're the type of woman that just decided early on in the game that you didn't want to be a mom, I'm okay with that. You know why? Because I'm not the one that would have to raise your child should you have it. And you shouldn't have a kid just to make other people happy. But we're going to get into that. First of all, thank you for tuning in. And welcome to this space, especially if this is your first time. Please make sure that you come back and enjoy this content. Make sure that you share this content within your communities, because obviously in a way for us to grow or for me to grow, it's going to be helpful if this can, if all of the podcasts can be shared. If you are subscribed to the show, let me give you a big high five and a big virtual hug and say thank you. Because again, I can only grow when Our show makes it to different places, different uh, homes, different ears and listening and all those beautiful things. So thank you for tuning in. Again, I want to preface that this particular episode, I'm giving a trigger warning because we are going to talk about moms. We're going to be talking about motherhood. We're going to be talking about those who lack mothers in their lives, those who've had toxic mothers, those whose mothers have transitioned. We're going to talk about it all because motherhood and Mother's Day really does come with a gamut of emotions. And outside of Christmas, Mother's Day is one of the most hard hitting holidays of the entire year. So this is why I'm giving the trigger warning. Nothing that I'm saying outside of the fact that, again, you are coming into this episode with your ears, your heart in different places. Places. So again, trigger warnings are important. I believe in them, especially when they're necessary. So today's trigger warning is available in there and all of the things. So, uh before we start talking about moms and motherhood and all of the things that come with being a mom and, you know, the relationships that people have with their moms, I do want to do a recap of what went down this week. Now, this week I celebrated a birthday and I don't think that I said what age I was. I am not one of those women who feels like I need to hide my age. Um, simply because first of all i am 42 now officially and there are people women men boys and girls who have not even made it to 42 they have already transitioned didn't Open their eyes to see another year And with the as much negativity that is going on in the world Celebrating a birthday to me shouldn't be one of those things Now, even as I matriculate and I get higher in age I just don't foresee me saying I, I don't want to tell my age I'm not against people who do that I mean, do whatever works for you um, But yes, I have turned 42 officially And my birthday was absolutely amazing My family, my friends really just showed up and showed out Um, and honestly, I used to think that if you said that you enjoy getting gifts, that that would somehow be selfish, but here's the thing. You are given the one day out of the whole year that is exclusively yours, right? Now, I am a twin, so I really haven't had my own full-fledged day, but I always make my day my day regardless of me having a twin because, again, I believe that everyone should be celebrated. Now, every so few years, my birthday does show up on a Mother's Day. I was born on Mother's Day 42 years ago under a, uh, lighter because the generator in the hospital had went down. There was a storm or something and the lights went out. And so, yes, I was born my twin and myself under a, basically a lighter and with my grandmother, a doctor, a nurse, and obviously my mom. So 42 years ago, I don't have a problem with saying that. And there's a lot of lessons that obviously if you've lived, like my grandmother would say, if you just live a little, that you'll learn in the years that you're here. And so every birthday I use it as a reflective moment um, to celebrate the things that I feel like I've accomplished, to be honest about the things that I haven't and the things that I'm working towards. And I don't know, this year, as always, I try to be as grateful as possible. Um, I am a Taurus. I feel like Tauruses are more earthy. So, you know, when it comes to things about, you know, things that they love, being around good people with like good food and just like making memories, I think Tauruses generally are like that. Um, Again, not every Taurus because there's always wild cards, no matter what uh, sign you are. But for me, I just like more... Down-to-earth types of things. I love things that have beautiful elements to it So, you know, i'm not the type of person that you would throw a huge party for But I would be the one that you can throw And have like an intimate dinner with the most favorite people in, in the room being there, right? I'm that type of person. So those are types of vibes that I like and i've always liked, you know I'm the type of girl that would go to the bookstore and enjoy reading books And, you know, drinking coffee or going to some type of cocktail class and like, you know, just indulging in beautiful elements. That is my vibe. That is my thing. So this birthday was a little different. It had a mix of both worlds. I did go to a media event. And for those who do not know, I am not just a podcaster, but I am a content creator and a blogger um, that focuses on lifestyle and mental wealth and health. And with that being said, I was invited to the opening, or I would say the a preview of the opening of the the Blue Cross, Blue Cross River Rink. Um, I was able to bring my entire family, which doesn't always happen, and I'm always grateful when I can share those experiences with my family. But we had a great time. There was some food, there was cocktails and drinks. Um, skating, of course, because that's, that's a river rink. And they had things like Ferris wheels and bouncy things. I mean, there was just all kinds of things to do. So it was great to go and experience the things before it opens. It does open today. So if you have not had any plans for yourself for the weekend, the weekend here in Philadelphia looks like it's going to be a beautiful one. Get out and get a little bit of sun on your skin and go and enjoy a little bit of Being outside. Now, I'm gonna tell you right now, I have used to skate like crazy when I was a kid. I've gotten a little older and it's just not really my thing. And it's not because I'm lazy or don't want to do anything physical. It's just that's just not my thing. So when I went, I didn't skate, my family did, but I was just, you know, in my element. I enjoyed the aspects of what being outside and being in that element gave. Um, it, the river rink is located off of the waterfront and there's so many great things to do on the waterfront. So for me, again, I preface the fact that I enjoyed getting out, walking around, doing all the things. And that's kind of what I wanted to focus my time and my energy on. And I did just that. So I don't feel slighted in any way, but for those who you know, want to do those things, it's out there for you. And for those who just kind of want to sit around and get outside and let some air flow through you and just take in the sights and just be around your family and friends and have a good time, it's there for you as well. So birthday was great. I then went to dinner with one of my friends. We had such a magical time. We went to an Italian restaurant, had a four course meal. Oh my gosh, everything was so good. I've finally just finished the food today. And listen let me me tell you something. I am a foodie by all the means. And this restaurant, um, Amano, it is absolutely delicious. There was nothing that I didn't like about any of the food. Um, The dessert was tiramisu. And I haven't even cut my cake. My husband, we always get everybody in our house has to have a birthday cake, right? I haven't even opened or cut into my cake. So I plan to do that this weekend because, you know, eat the cake, right? Eat the cake, drink the cocktail, enjoy the coffee, learn to keep things in balance, but enjoy this life. So I just say all that to say that my birthday has and was just an amazing experience for me. My friends sent me some of the most beautiful flowers. My husband got flowers. Like I love flowers. I love those types of things. And now we're going into the Mother's Day weekend. So my husband unfortunately gets hit very hard in May um, with my birthday, then Mother's Day, and then my oldest is in May. And so it is a hard time for him because all the gift giving and all of the things that need to go down is going down in this month. Um, and February is the same thing for me, you know, with my youngest daughter. Her birthday's in February, his birthday's in February, Valentine's Day's in uh, February, a lot going on. So, you know, here we are. But as we go into Mother's Day weekend, there is going to be quite a lot to do. Now, wonderful thing about Mother's Day weekend is that y'all will take y'all mamas out. Y'all take y'all mamas out to eat. Y'all go buy the cards. You go buy the gifts. You go do the things for Mother's Day. And it's crazy to me because I'll obviously talk about this when we get to Father's Day. But fathers don't be really getting the the love and respect that they need. Now, I know women, ladies, that it's our weekend. And I'm not taking away from that. I'm just telling you that if you believe in your spirit and your heart that a man doesn't want to be celebrated because he's a man, you are sadly mistaken. One of the things in my personal house that we do... For my husband is we go all out the same energy by which he gives and gifts me we gift and gift him because he should be just as appreciated my husband works and does all the things not that I don't work let's get this let's not let's not go there I work as well. But when it comes to how much he oversees and Deals with the stress of being a man and deals with the stress of being a father and you know him being a black man on top of that and just doing a lot of things that he does like he makes sure that I'm good he makes sure that his kids are surrounded by peace and he's hands on. Um, I'm going to celebrate him. Right. And I'm not only going to just celebrate him, but it's going to be very understanding that nobody in my family could come and tell me anything about him being a father. Now, listen, if you think, you know, something about my marriage and you're like, well, he ain't a good h- husband. That's your opinion. Cause I live with him. And so I'm good on it. Right. So you can have your opinions on him being a husband, but I would never allow anybody's opinion to sway where my husband is a father. Right. And I say that with confidence because this man is an outstanding father. So all I'm saying is, ladies, I know it's our weekend and these men are going to show up and show out. For the most part, there's a couple of y'all that needs to, you know, you need a little bit more training, just a little bit because y'all just be missing the mark. We gonna talk about that. Um, but when it comes to celebrating moms, nobody really misses a beat restaurants are at capacity. So you really need to start making them. You should have started making your reservations last week, but you might be able to sneak a few in right now today. If you go ahead and call whatever the case may be, let me just say y'all show up and y'all show out for mamas. Mamas get all of the things and mom should, you know, we give life. Um, life is not a game when it comes to birthing children. You know, if you've ever birthed a child, you know how close to death you become. You're as close to life as well as to death at the same time. Um. I won't go into my birth stories with all three of my kids, but if you've heard me say before, each of my kids, obviously like everybody else has had different birth experiences, but my experiences with birthing, my kids have come with for real, for real life and death situations as much as women, no matter how they birth, listen. If y'all are going to be super concerned whether or not a woman has a C-section or has a ba- has a regular birth or a con- traditional birth and you want to use that as your your validation of whether or not that woman is a real mother, you really got enough time on your hands. You really should be out here making a business, um blogging. You need to find some type of side hustle for you to do because you got a lot of energy that needs to be uh maximized, right? That type of debate to me doesn't doesn't work. The whole debate whether or not a stay-at-home mom is just as worthy Or just as is working just as hard or as a better mom than a a working mom doesn't set well with me I've been on both sides of the coin. I have been a stay-at-home mom. I have worked a job I have now i'm managing a business and doing all the things so i've done it all I don't really get caught up in that because I was a great mom as a stay-at-home mom I was a great mom at a job and i'm gonna be a great mom running a business because I choose to be um but let's get into some of that. First, let's talk about these mommy wars, as I'm already alluding to. We spend a lot of time making women, pinning women against each other. Should you be a stay-at-home mom? And if you're not a stay-at-home mom, then are you really a mom? Because what? You know, listen, there are so many aspects of the stay-at-home mom life that just are so demanding that when people try to minimize, especially men, no, no, I'm not trying to slap y'all this hard this weekend, but I'm just telling you it's sometimes it's the men that do the most. You don't respect your wife for staying at home because in your mind, she should be working. Well, rid riddle me this Batman how in the actual world do you not realize that the even if though even if your wife did just the bare bone minimum maybe she's not the wife that's making fresh cakes and making their kids fresh meals every time and she's not the person that's doing all those extra little details but I'm going to tell you something, getting up and chasing after a child or a toddler or any of that stuff is not to be played with. Getting up, trying to get yourself a, a decent shower to do those things sometimes doesn't always happen. Um, if you're coming home as the husband, the boyfriend, the you know the support system of your of your significant other, and you're coming home and everything isn't exactly in its place, I, I need to be, be the bearer of bad news. But that's because a woman is tired and she's tried to get all those things done on top of take care of a child, on top of take care of the house, on top of trying to find three seconds, not even five minutes, but three seconds to take care of herself. Stop coming home with y'all's foolishness, right? Now there's a difference, ladies, ladies, there's a difference between being overwhelmed and doing a lot than just letting everything go. If your house is shown enough nasty and you really ain't just got nothing done, then let's go ahead and take a step back and let's get, let's get, let's get it together. Right. But sometimes I think men don't understand the, the, the lifestyle by which it takes to be a stay at home mom. I, as a stay at home mom, just tell my husband that he can be all the things, but I am, you know, the, the, the person that manages the house right? You're trying to manage making sure the dinner gets on the table at a certain time. You're trying to manage getting the laundry done, folded and put away and put away instead of sitting in our our baskets for three to five business days because, you know, your child needed you to help them with their homework or you needed to run out and take a child to the doctors because they got sick. It, It is just that strenuous. So let's stop the mommy wars, right? If it's the ladies that are pinning each other against each other, stop. Stop, because you know why. When you're sitting up there trying to put another woman against another woman, for why? For why? There's a woman that wants to have a child who can't have a child and wouldn't give two dams if you had a fit about whether or not she was a stay-at-home mom or a working mom because she's just so grateful to finally bring life after she's been struggling. That some of these little fights that we try to put ourselves in be so mundane fighting on whether or not you as a c-section mother is better or okay uh than a mother who gave birth to her child vaginally child they both hurt they both hurt i didn't have one one vaginally i sat there and i've been in the delivery room with both my sister and my sister-in-law and i'm gonna tell you right now that crap looked like it hurt And me laying on that table three times to get my body cut open three times, I don't care how much medication they was going. And even if the medication was dripping off my back, that crap hurts, right? So when you're giving birth, regardless of how it comes out, as long as, you know, it ain't coming out the way it ain't supposed to, we're grateful. There is a woman who would be grateful to have what you have. While you're taking the time and the energy to pin another mother against each other, right? So we're going to stop the mommy wars. We don't care about whether or not you're a stay-at-home mom. We don't care whether or not you breastfeed or you feed your child. What is What are you doing that's benefiting the child? Are you giving the child what that child needs? And sometimes I need to bust a few of you bubbles. Some, some people, when they don't have children, and this is for those who say, well, when I become a mom, I would never. I would never, I would never let me help you out. I was single for quite some time and children were not really on my mindset, right? And there's a lot of things that you say that you won't do, but you don't know what you'll do until you can walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. You know, there was women that had kids when I was growing up. And I used to be like, I could never allow them to do that. I could never yell at my kids. I could never do this. I could never do that. Child, you don't know what you're capable of doing until the rubber meets the actual role. Do you understand me? Because all the moms, all the women that are like, when I have a kid, I'm not giving my kid uh, screen time. Okay. Okay. Betty Crocker. It's okay. Don't give your child screen time. But then when you start something, you always can't peel it back. I had told my husband when my kids were younger, I did not want them to have screen time. I was very adamant about it. But one day, I don't know if it was him, his mom, somebody gave my, my daughter, it was my oldest. It wasn't even an iPad. It was some type of VTech toy, which is supposed to be educational. And that literally was the gateway to other things. If you hand an iPad or iPhone to a two-year-old or to a one-year-old, they don't need your help. It's almost like they came out the womb and they had already read the manuscript of how to operate these electronics. So this is why I don't believe in the whole, when I get, and I'm not, because there are a lot of things that begin to change as you mature, because the woman that you are in your single life, isn't the same woman that you are when you become in a relationship. It's not the same woman that you become when you become a mother. It's just not. So let's stop the mommy wars. Let's say, I hope that I don't do certain things when I become a mom, because you will never know what you'll become when you do become, right? And for the women who do have children, I get it. Listen, I'm going to tell you something that I know moms can't say out loud, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. And I want you to lean in a little bit because I know you might need a little bit of help but sometimes your kids get on your nerves. Now sit on that for a little bit. Just sip your tea like I'm doing right now and just consider that. Just think about that for a couple seconds. Did you think about it? All right. See, I love my children, right? And there's nothing that I wouldn't do for them outside of stunning their growth, right? And... I would give them anything that I had, especially when it came to something that was, you know, didn't cost me something, just giving them integrity and or not giving them integrity, but like teaching them what integrity is and all those different beautiful things. But my babies get on my nerves, right? And most mothers aren't allowed to say that because if you say that your kids get on your nerves, you sound ungrateful. Listen, please sign me up for the grateful challenge then because my kids get on my nerves and I love them dearly. But it's not easy. So let's talk about that, how people have these unrealistic thought processes when it comes to motherhood. Listen, the one thing I will say, whether you want to be a gentle parent or whatever label a parent that you are, because there are a thousand and one of them, good gracious, I'm learning. This is what I need you to understand. Regardless of what label you tack on to yourself, being a mom, being a parent in general, it doesn't come with a book. So you're winging it. Some things you're learning from your childhood that you're saying, I don't want to experience. I don't want my children to experience. It comes from some of that. And some of it is just like what makes sense to you. As long as you are loving on that child properly, and as long as you're not abusive to that child in every sense of the word, some of y'all got this, I'm not abusing my child. So therefore I'm okay. Let's talk about that because y'all are okay with not making sure you're not beating the hell out of your child. Which let me just say you ain't supposed to be, right? But some of y'all don't have a problem with smacking your child upside the head. Now I know this is going to ruffle some fe- some 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 feathers. I get it. Because every parenting is different and every child is different and some people will make these excuses and say well You don't know about little johnny and little johnny needs me to knock him upside his head No, johnny don't johnny don't need you knocking him upside his head Johnny may have gotten used to you knocking him upside his head But johnny don't need you to knock him upside his head, right? So let's stop that excuse that because you feel as if you're not abusing that child because you're not beating the hell out of them But you're talking to them in the way that's not okay Okay Saying things to your child that's disrespectful. And what do I mean by that? Saying things to your child that disrupts their mental health, that disrupts their well-being, when it makes them feel as if they're not worthy, makes them feel as if you didn't even want them. That type of stuff is not cool. So yes, you get your participation trophy for not slapping your kid upside the head, but you're still talking down to your child. Or you're doing manipulative things to them because you want them to do whatever it is that you want them to do. Baby, that is still abuse and you need to be understanding of that. Because sometimes our thought process of what abuse is, is a little skewered, right? There's a bunch of people walking around this earth with the wounds of their childhood just just based upon their parent putting them down. Them parent not supporting their dreams. To this day, grown folks, I mean grown Folks. I'm talking about grown folks my age a little under than me and even those older than me that still carry the wounds of their childhood Do you not know that when you go to therapy one of the biggest things that they will always ask it will ask you about your childhood It doesn't matter if you go there for couple's therapy. It doesn't matter if you go there for whatever level of therapy you're going to. 90% of a therapist will ask you about your childhood because there's so much that ties in with your childhood that develops you into whatever adult that you're in. So if you've always been around abusive situations, you have to then go to some type of therapy or counseling or something to know that that's not okay, that you know that you can be loved properly. Parents, mothers fathers, we play a huge role in how our children become well-adjusted adults. Sometimes they can't be well-adjusted adults because we ain't learned how to be well-adjusted adults. (laughs) I know that went over a few of y'all heads. You can't teach a child how to be a well-adjusted adult as they matriculate to adulthood because you haven't become a well-adjusted child or adult, I should say. One of the biggest things that I had to learn when I became a parent was that it didn't matter what I had going on in my life. I could never nurture my oldest daughter at the time without nurturing myself, which meant I had to go to therapy to correct some things that I thought was sort of normal, right? Because when you grow up, you think that certain things are normal and that most parents or most children have gone through it until you just talk to a therapist and they're just like, do you really think that's normal? And it sometimes it's the first time where you can actually say it and you feel safe. Mamas, mamas, this is one of my personal struggles. How do I foster the relationship with my children to make them feel safe enough to speak to me? Because sometimes our tone, because we're so stressed out, because we have so much on our plate, it can be very debilitating to our kids to make them feel like they're in a safe space to speak. Because it is. We're not creating it enough. We think that we are, and maybe in your good hearts of heart, you are trying to, but sometimes we fail. One of the things in my personal journey, and let me say my personal journey, is learning to be one. I have to be coachable. I have to be able to be corrected, right? As a parent, I can't think that because I'm grown, I'm grown, I can do what I want. You are right. You, You can. But it doesn't come without consequences. And so I'm okay with humbling myself and saying I'm wrong. Mommy messed that up. Mommy's, you know what? Mommy didn't stay in control of her emotions. She went from a zero to a 10 real quick. And she's not even a part of Drake's team, right? I have no problems. And if you think I'm saying that just on the podcast, I literally tell my kids I can go to zero to a hundred without being on Drake's team in a hot minute. And I am very open and honest with them about that because it's important for me to. I also feel like taking care of your mental health, taking care of your self-care is important as a woman, as a person, as a human being, but as mamas, we got to dip in because that mom guilt is just like, it chokes the heck out of us, right? We know that we need the time away from our children to regroup and resettle ourselves. We know it it's not that we don't know we know right but knowing doing and accepting are three different knowledges they don't always correlate and so while we're getting a vacation it could be just a simple overnight we're thinking about what didn't we do for our kids what do i need to do when i get home or i wonder if what they did what i what i'm doing here i I should be at home and i should be helping them and the reality of it is, is sis my friend mothers take a break. that's easier said than done some of y'all partners some of you men that is listening some of you women that are partners y'all not really helpful you all not helpful because you can see your partner struggling you know they need the rest you won't even offer it now i get it some of us don't make it hard to make it easy for you to do that because if you don't do it our way then it's the our way or the highway ladies let's let us let's let go some of them reins. I, my my biggest requirement when i go somewhere and my husband doesn't do everything the way that i would do it is please let my kids just come back in one piece and step your game up in some area so that i can go comfortably and do what i need to do for myself right and i need a break i need an hour out just to reget regain my thoughts i just want to go to autumn and spend my little 25 dollars and come up out of there right you know because you gotta you gotta think real strong about not spending more than 25. I wanna walk in Target with my Starbucks cup and mind my business, right? I wanna to go to the bookstore and just read a book without somebody asking me 2.3 seconds if I can take them to the bathroom and then you take them to the bathroom, they don't have to go and then as soon as you get to the book section that you want to, you finally find the book that you get and then somebody says, mommy, I really wanna go back to the bathroom. I just wanna break. Some of y'all are struggling with what to give the woman in your life that's taking care of you, the, whatever it is the case may be, please let them get some freaking rest. Serve them. Feed them something good that they would like. Please stop using this um holiday to go find a restaurant that you want. Your wife don't maybe not want to go sit around eating a bunch of barbecue. Maybe she wants to eat, do something that's delicate and light and just wants to have some really, really good foodie food. Like, let her do that. Let your let your let the, the mother of your child... Have a break. Come and get your kids. Like Come and get your children. And I say that respectfully. Even when your kids live with you, come and get your kids. Come and get them because mothers just want a day of rest. They want to be felt like they have been pampered like the times that we've taken care of you. The times that we as moms get up in the middle of the night and we do all the things, even when we're show enough, show enough tired and irritable and just want to go back to sleep because we know that alarm is about to go off in another hour. Treat the women in your life this weekend with the same fever that we give to you, right? You may not be able to do it just like us, but put the same amount of energy and love back into us. Fill our cups up with the things that we want. Study the person that you're with. Why are you with them if you don't know what they like? And some of that just requires something that's really simple, but some of y'all struggling with, it's called conversation, right? This is the intimacy that builds between you as a partner because you get to learn their likes and their dislikes. You get to learn what literally makes them smile. When you're struggling to find a gift for someone, it's because you haven't spent enough time with them to figure out what will make them smile. I have a few friends that have birthdays coming up and I've talked with them. My one friend that I'm thinking in particular, she just likes the gift of time. So if I go and I make arrangements for her and I to go out for dinner and literally just drink and have a good time and build her up and just talk, you know, just have conversations with her, her whole week and her month and her birthday will make it feel like she's on cloud nine because i listen, right? She's trying to downsize. She doesn't want things. She just wants time. She just wants experiences. So that's when you take her to a show, right? That's when you decide you listen and she says, I just want a rest. So you go and you book her a hotel room for one night. I mean, she deserves a week. She deserves a weekend. But if you can't afford that, save up in one night. Give that woman. And listen, this is beyond Mother's Day. You ain't got to wait till Mother's Day to give me a break. Please, please come get your children. Come get them. And that's for those who live in the house as well. Come get your kids. Mother's day is hard. My husband lost his mother a few years ago and the timing of how many years it's been, I believe it's like five or six. It may even be seven, but it's been quite some time and it doesn't get easier. I see him and he's struggling Every day, right? Just every day, certain things that'll come up. And, you know, pain isn't linear. So some days he's like, good, and he's like talking about her and he's talking about the things that she does and used to do for him or little experiences, especially when we start to create certain things. He would say, My mom did that or this is how she did it. And a lot of times I try to incorporate some of those things because I know how important it is to him, right? And then there are times when that grief hits and it's almost like, He's existing. You can see him, but he's not fully here because he's still hovering in that land of healing. And and he has to wait for that time for him to come out. And so this is the reason why some people become extremely irritable. Like this whole week, there might've been somebody in your life that has already experienced some sort of loss, whether that's child loss, whether that's the loss of not even being able to have a child, whether that's the loss of losing their mother or grandmother or whatever woman figure in their life. Or can we talk about the loss of having a mother that's on the earth, but you don't have a relationship with her. And so you feel the loss of what the mother that you needed yourself to have and you didn't have it. This is why I gave the trigger warning, because again, wherever you are in your journey with the thought of what motherhood would mean to you, And what being mothered felt like for you, this holiday can be really one for the books, right? Some people go and they retreat within themselves because they're so stressed out about the things that they have going on. And they just like, I can't, I can't fathom any more of this craziness of like having to exist, knowing that the people that are supposed to be in my world does not having to exist with the thought of what if I can't have a child or I've come to the realization that I can't and I don't want to necessarily adopt. So what now? How do I build a legacy? Do I just don't, I don't have that experience. And then if I don't, does that make me less of a woman? The answer is always no, but it doesn't change how that person feels, right? And so I say that to say that whatever the holiday is bringing for you, be honest about where you are. Sometimes just being simply honest with yourself like you know what I really wish my mother would have done better with me And not only would I wish she would have done better, which means in the past I need her to do better where i'm where i'm concerned Right, especially when she's here on this earth and not doing it She just wasn't the mom that you needed her to be listen We are all not the moms that our children will need us to be We will fail at something at some point but children understand, especially children that are not bonded by trauma, they can understand and will see that you've had a mistake. They can see that because you're not, you're not riddled with it. Every 2.3 seconds, something has gone left. There's a huge difference. Whatever this holiday has triggered or will trigger for you, be honest about that. If there's someone in your life that's trying to support you through this moment and their support is not working, tell them what it is that they can do. Listen, y'all, got to stop this foolishness. I don't know anybody that went to school for mind reading. Like I went to Penn State. Did anybody else that went to Penn State take a class in mind reading? Because they didn't offer it. I promise you they didn't right? They didn't offer it then. They're damn sure not offering it now. Stop this foolishness that we tell ourselves that my spouse, my significant other, my cousin, my mom and them should already know. They knew I've told them, you may have said the words, but they're not hearing you. And it could be in your delivery. It could be because they're ignoring you. It could be because they don't want to hear it. They're just moving about, but whatever it is, whatever it is, please find a way to communicate what it is that you need specifically. For instance, if I tell my husband, listen, I'm really stressed out about whatever the case may be. I also have to say to him, this is how I would need and love to be supported. Right. And a lot of people say I shouldn't have to do that. What are you actually alluding to? I've known my husband for over 20 something years. There's no way for me to say to him that he should have known me, so therefore he should just get it right every single time. Do you not realize that the woman that you were, when I'll say it for me because I can't speak for you, the woman that I am when I met him 20 years ago is not the same woman. So therefore, as I change, my desires change my support levels changed. When I was younger, my friends and I didn't exchange gifts because it was just like, listen, you're in my life. You're solid. We solid. Let's kick it. Right. But as I've gotten older, I realized now that gift giving, is not really about the gift? It's about showing someone that you care in the form of thinking about what's going to make their heart leap. Right. And so now my friends and I gift exchange, because again, it's about showing that person that, listen, I hear you. I see you. I want to celebrate you, right? Or I see you hurting and I see you in pain. And I'm hoping that this trinket of of, of expression is going to turn your day around. Be honest about what it is that you need from the people that are in your circle, right? Be honest. For instance, when some people will say, how are you doing? I'll say things like, you know, I'm not doing well, but I'm on the road to becoming better. Because I don't feel like we're always doing good as we say we are. Somebody says, how are you doing? You're supposed to say, I'm doing well. But a lot of times we just say, I'm good. But we're not always good. And so without having to go and retell and rehash what's going on, I'll simply say, you know, today I'm not doing well, but I'm on the road to being better or becoming better or whatever the case may be. Be honest, especially with yourself. Also with expectations, especially when it comes to Mother's Day for the people who have are going to be celebrated. You have got to either communicate what it is that you want for these grand holidays or find a way to communicate after the fact i really honestly would feel like it would work so much better if you would communicate that prior to for instance for my birthday for mother's day for christmas i make a list and i give it to my husband 90 percent of the time he honors my list and he will go in and add things that he would want for me to have whether that's an outfit a pair of shoes or to be honest with you the things that he's been doing it's like he alleviates a stress that i have on on my plate and that right there now that's the gift that keeps on giving if he's like listen i want you to stay in bed which happened like 2 weeks ago I want you to stay in bed. I'm going to take care of the kids and I'm going to take our son to basketball and I just want you to get some rest. That's exactly what happened. Do you not realize that even though my day did go stressful like that night and the next day, it was the memory of going back and remembering, oh, you know what? I got so much amazing rest. I can't wait to do that all over again. That helps me on those days when it's like stressful. It helps me on those days when things literally will go left in a handbasket real quick, right? Right? Be clear about what the support you need from the person. If you've just found out that you've had a miscarriage and you just need to sit in a bathroom and cry, but you want your significant other to just bring me a glass of wine or just... Let me listen to my music without hollering out about, are you going to keep listening to that 20, 11 times? I'm a choir director's daughter. We listen to songs 20 times. If I need to listen to that song 20 times because I feel like it's going to get me over a hump because I'm stressful about something that is or is not happening, let me have it. Let me go ahead and have that. But let's talk about toxic mothers, right? I wrote a blog post that I will post into the show notes about being, you know, not being a toxic mom, but you know people who have toxic moms toxicity is is toxic toxic moms for you and me have their different levels of it for me it's the mother who disassociates right she doesn't really give love because she's in survival mode so she don't have time for that i don't have time for that i don't have time for that i'm just trying to do i'm just trying to get i'm trying to get get done you know, sometimes it could come down to when you're dealing with that person, they turn toxic is the fact that they don't even are willing to accept that they've done wrong. Everything is in a figment of your imagination because they want to decrease what it is that you're saying is valid. And now that whatever they're saying is the actual story, you don't need that type of energy around you. You got to be honest about those types of things and say, listen, that's not the support that I asked. I need you to show up for me in this realm in this way. And if you can do it, I would be grateful. And if you can, I understand as well. Motherhood is stressful. Being a mom is stressful. Being on the bitter end of a toxic mom is stressful. Being in a situation where everybody is just like, you know, lucky go, everything is great. Everything's great. When it comes to motherhood and mommyhood is not always good because there's a mother somewhere who's listening to the sound of my voice. They know that whatever I'm saying is correct. But the whole thought process of I just need to be heard or seen. When someone shares to you that they don't have the best relationship with their mom, here's a few things you don't need to say. The biggest thing, one of my biggest pet peeves is that still your mom. I don't need you to reaffirm that. I promise you, I don't. And another person who's going through that, they don't need to have that reaffirmed. They're fully aware that that is their mom. There's nothing that they can do to go back to change the time to say, okay, if I could get a different mom, I want this one because this one's more you know, loving and caring. This one gives me the things that I need. This one is going to help me to become a better adult. That doesn't exist. So telling someone who is sharing with you that they don't have the best relationship with their mom, saying to them that still your mom says, and it will come up to the person who's receiving it, is well, yeah, your mom is wrong. That's your mom, so go ahead and just, you know, endure and put up with her foolishness and make sure you're standing around her, give her all the gifts and love that she supposedly deserves, even though she might have been the most abusive thing in the planet. There's a difference between giving somebody simple and decent respect that didn't that they don't even have to earn versus making it seem as if you have to be doting to someone who was just trash, right? And as you become, as children, they bounce back from that. Like they can move past the hurt and pain quicker. But as an adult, that's not always the case. Hurt children grow up to be hurt adults that may not necessarily go around and hurt other people, but they're walking in this world and they're hurting, right? And as they're hurting, their health is at a decline because they can't heal as great as they need to because all they're concerned about is what my mother or father or whomever did to me. Stop telling people that that's your mom. They're aware of that. They're aware of her relationship or their lack of relationship. So saying that's just, that's your mom. Let's not do that. When somebody has lost their mother, I'm talking about their mother who has transitioned and she is no longer here on this earth. Don't tell them, well, you know, you'll just, you'll get over it eventually because for why that's not a thing. You don't ever get over the fact that even the mother who is the most toxic and the most tumultuous still is my mom. And in some aspects, I'm losing whatever history that it comes along with that off the face of the earth. And it's just, it's not easy to deal with. It's not easy to deal with because I want it better for me, but she didn't want better for me. So therefore I got stuck. I get stuck. Stop telling people how to respond to the pain that is in their life and support them as they go through it. I have one friend who was going through it, and you know, she gets extremely angry because she's in an angry position right now. She can't see joy right now, she can't see love right now, she can't receive it, but I still have it there waiting for her for when she's ready. Now, what happens when she gets to the point where now it's time for me to go and you don't have those moments anymore, you got to keep moving. You've got to try to do the best you can with the limited resources that you have. As women, women will make a way out of no way. I've seen my mom do some things and put some things together in a matter of seconds. But what comes along with that too is, is that you're doing all those things and it's like to whose benefit? Please let people grieve the mother that they wish they had. Let them grieve the mom that has already transitioned and now this may be your first or your 10th Mother's Day without her and it just hurts like the very first time. Let's support one another when we say, You know, I want to give you, I want to help you in certain aspects when it comes to the pain that you're dealing with, with your mom or with your relationship with your mom or the lack thereof, like support me, give me that love and encouragement. Yes. You can say things like, you know, time will get, time makes it a little bit easier to, to, to deal with It's That's the truth. But sometimes our word choices and the things that we say, I feel like it doesn't come from always from a malicious place, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be said. This weekend is going to be a hard one for so many. My heart goes out to every woman who, again, not every woman wants to be a mother, but for the women who want to be a mom and can't for whatever their body reasons are, whatever their situations that they can't bring a life into this world, right? Not everybody can afford IVF. Not everybody wants to adopt. These are very painful moments. For every person who has lost their mother and their mother has transitioned or is in the midst of transitioning, my heart bleeds for you. Because again, it's a hard situation to the, the daughter and the son who's listening to this episode. And they're saying, my mother is alive and well, but we don't get along. We have a no contact in place. I don't call her. She does not call me. And every Mother's Day, I grieve the relationship that we could have had. There will be always somebody that tells you that you shouldn't feel that way. There will always be someone that will tell you, well, that's just your mom and you should just, you know, put up with it and deal with it. You got to do what is best for you. Do we got to stop thinking that because somebody holds a certain title or spacing in our life that we keep them around and on the roster because it's the best thing to do. There's sometimes it's not always the best thing to do. I had a family member who passed away maybe a few years ago. I did not attend their funeral at all. And this is the reason why. Towards the end of their life, really the whole majority of their life, they were really mean-spirited. They would say things that just did whatever they needed to say. They just said it. They didn't have a filter. And, and to, probably to their dying day, they didn't have one. But I remember when I was with my children and we were going and leaving another family member's house, and they made this derogatory colorism comment. And everybody made excuses and said, "Well, that's just so and so, and no, that's just what we—that's just what they do." I gathered my babies up. I spoke life onto them because why should they be in an environment where they're amongst their supposed family and have somebody say something about the color of their skin and they're supposed to be kinfolk? Because we all know every skin folk ain't kinfolk, right? And so why would I leave my children there to just basically internalize that they're not good enough because they're considered to be darker than their other family members? Like we doing that now in 2023 or whatever year it was, it still was in the 2000s. And so I gathered my babies up and everybody was like, oh, don't leave. And I was just like, yeah, absolutely not. I am out of here. Like y'all can make excuses for whomever you want to make, but I never attended that family's member's funeral. I have no odd against them. I don't have any mean, spirited feelings, but I don't accept the, the status quo of that's just how someone is. And so somebody is dealing with somebody who is tearing them down and it's their own mother. It's not the forces that be, it's not the world that's already beaten on our shoulders, it's not that, it's our own mother. And I say our, our, because I say that because again, I want to make sure that you understand that I'm with you and I'm standing there in the gap, right? Right. And then there's the times when you have to show grace to the mother that you had, because what you would have done is not what she would have done because you didn't have the same situations that she had, or she didn't have the same things that you had. I realized as I've gotten older that my mother specifically, my personal mother was in a survival mode where I'm thriving and I'm not in that survival mode. I haven't had the opportunity to have to survive the things that she had to survive. Now, you might say some of those things were part of her personal choices and I wouldn't disagree and I'm sure she wouldn't either. But her motherhood of her survival mode versus my thriving is two different lifestyles, two different lifestyles. The lifestyle that she has right now, I've already, I've been living that since I became really an adult. Because I didn't have the, I had the ability to make different choices because I had different resources. I have a different partner who has guided me and been with me and has done certain things and moved certain ways. Even when the two of us didn't get, get along, I never had to worry about my security. I didn't have to worry about where I was going to lay my head at. My mother has had to worry about where we laid our head at. And as much as those moments have also triggered different aspects of my own personal childhood, as much as they have triggered, even in my adulthood, unfortunately, it's just what it is. I also have to have some sort of understanding to what she went through, right? And her story is her story. Like I'm sure I know without a shadow of a doubt, there's things that she went through that I'll never know. Just like there are things that I have gone through that she will never know. The one thing I can always try to do is to show grace and understand. Now, I may not always like it, and I'm very vocal. I've always been the very vocal child, and it's been to my detriment sometimes. Uh, My face will tell it before my mouth does type of situation. But as an adult now, somebody, and and see, this is how I define adulthood. I used to believe that once I became 18, that I was so, so quote unquote grown. But I've learned that grown comes when you can take care of yourself without being a weight or a burden to other people. And when other people are not having to write the checks to my survival, then I can say that I'm grown. So since I can say that I'm grown, I have to also understand that as a grown person has to be able to understand and have empathy for the parts that other people couldn't control. However, are there things that could have been different? And again, based upon her personal choices and things that could have been down 1000%. I don't think that would ever be argued. But we also have to show grace to the things that we don't always know, the things that were happening that we didn't always get it. You know, my mama didn't. She wasn't the type of mama that sat down and said, hey, guess what? This is why such and such and such is happening. She just said, we got to go. We got to move. We got to get we got to keep it going right? And she didn't always have the time to take the time to explain to me like I have the time to explain to my children because it's important to me, right? Now, I'm not saying that it wasn't important to her, but what's important to me couldn't have been as more important to her because again, we lived two different lifestyles. I can mother my kids in a different way that she couldn't. If me and my husband, and I know that everybody says, don't say that, but listen, me and my husband have a very big understanding when it comes to the parenting of our children, we have made it very perfectly clear that even if the two of us decided to part ways, we have a contingency plan that puts our kids at the very forefront forefront of our exist not even our existence, but our thought processes when it comes to if we should have to separate. Now, I know people say you shouldn't have those conversations, but what do you, what do you think a prenup and all that stuff is for? Because you need to have a conversation, right? And for us, I'll say for us, we have had the conversation about what survival looks like for our children and, and us separated. My husband's biggest thing is to make sure that I can not only look like I can support myself, but my kids see me thriving as I take care of myself. They see me doing things. They see me swiping my own cards and back paying things for my own money, for our family, for myself, for them, because that's it's important to him. But not every man is built that way. There are some women right now that are struggling because as they try to be the mom that they want to be, they may have the spouse that is really just being a block and a hindrance to that. Then this is why we got to be very careful of whom we have kids with, because who you have kids with will make a definition about the growth that you experience until you can get out of that thumb that you might be under. I know that there's somebody that's hurting right now. I know that there's somebody that's hurting this weekend. And again, my prayers, my thoughts, my understanding, and my empathy goes to you. It does. It does. No matter what the situation is, if you've lost a child, my heart goes out to you because you know, as mothers, we don't think about that other side, right? We don't think about the mothers who don't always come and leave the hospital with their babies. We don't think about the mothers who did come home with the hospital with their babies, but for whatever reason, their child died in the middle of the night with no explanation or that child got sick and the mother did everything to fight for that child and that child didn't make it. And how you believe in yourself that because your child is no longer here, that you no longer are the mom that you wanted to be. And that may be true. You may not be the mom that you wanted to be, but you're still the mother, right? And I know that's hard because motherhood shows you have to have the children to show that you are a mother. And I know that doesn't sound like it makes sense, but I understand and I have empathy for you. I really do. So if you see somebody and they seem like they're struggling just a little bit more this weekend, listen, don't give them excuses to be nasty. Now they being ignorant, rude to you and just being nasty. We're not doing that, but I want you to take five seconds, just five seconds to consider, just to consider the thought that maybe something going on in their heart and their life is way bigger than just, just you consider that. Right. Okay. I want us to have a great weekend this weekend, regardless if you celebrate Mother's Day, because there's people who just be like, I'm not celebrating that man-made holiday. You go right on the head and don't celebrate that man-made holiday. Uh, Me, on the other hand, I'm looking forward to somebody getting me some type of sweet treat, somebody letting me sleep in, even if it's an extra 20 minutes, and for me to find some type of rest and peace this weekend. Now, some people hang around their kids on Mother's Day. God bless. I'm trying to find at least one activity that I can do that is by myself, because for me, my love language is time and time to myself. And sometimes my self-care looks like spending time with myself. And Sometimes self-care looks like me saying, no, I'm not cooking today. And y'all better find a plan because it's my one day that I get to have, right? But I want other significant others to hear me clearly. Stop allowing just this one day to be the only day that you allow your significant other to rest. Stop letting this one day be the only time where you dote on them and and have your children see that you're doing it. I think it's important for kids to see that too. They need to see their mother being loved right. They need to see their mother healing correctly, even in situations that are not the right way that they need to see their mother healing and coming out on the other side, thriving instead of just simply surviving. It's truly important to all the moms again, who deserve nothing but their absolute flowers. I pray that you are gifted that. Sometimes as single moms too, you may not have the ability to do that because one, your money might be all tied up into your children. And so you don't always have the ability to have somebody give you something because that's just not the lifestyle that by which you have. You don't have the partner that is there. You had one and that partner decided that they're out and they're leaving you with those kids. And so you're stressed out on Mother's Day because you have to play the role of a father, even though you'll never be that father. You're being mom and you have to also be concerned about the bills being paid and the lights staying on. Again, that is the situation that I remember as a kid with my own mother before she got married. She was struggling. She was trying to figure it out. Sometimes she did the things which she had to do. And sometimes she just, you know, things fell and dropped off. The point that I'm making is if you can give gift yourself the flowers, buy yourself the smallest of bouquets if you can't afford a large one go to your Trader Joe's or some type of flower shop and get their 50% off flowers and put something together beautiful for yourself. And if you have somebody in your life that wants to gift you some of the gift of time, don't say no. Start saying yes, because you saying yes to their opportunity and their offer to help babysit your children is also saying yes to yourself. And I know mom guilt is strong. It plays on every last one of our hearts, our minds, and our souls that we need to be underneath our children 24 seven. But let me explain something to you. Being a mother that can take care of herself and wants to see herself smile will help your kids smile in ways that you just don't understand. Right? So let's start becoming as healthier versions of ourselves and our mind and our body and our souls by taking care of us. Happy Mother's Day to every amazing mother. And for the mothers that walked away, the mothers that didn't care, the mothers that are super toxic, please stop looking for your children, daughter or non, to gift you things where you know you're not deserving. And if they choose to gift you something, just say thank you. Please just say thank you. Because this concept of always having a gift somebody who's your actual abuser, that's not a thing. Right, That's something we've told ourselves makes ourselves feel good But that's not a thing I pray you get the biggest glass of Prosecco or Champagne Or shoot, put your Kool-Aid cup in the air But give yourself a pat on the back Because regardless of your failures And the things that you should be hopefully actively working towards healing You are still deserving And I know there's days when you have tears in your eyes And you have tears rolling down your face Because I've experienced them many a day But I want you to just clean your face up, guard yourself together, put yourself together, pray over yourself and pray over your children and get up and try one more time. Happy Mother's Day to every deserving mother.